0: Hey everyone, this is Erliana Samsara of Star Sound Speaks. Welcome back to another edition. It's episode 207, and I've got a really juicy episode here for you. Uh, Lots of great practical information as we head into the eclipses on Tuesday, solar eclipse, and then uh, November 8th, lunar eclipse. So in this episode, I'm going to give you five tips, um, best practices from all my years of observing eclipses, um five tips that are good for any wh- whatever eclipse it is and whatever sign and then i'm going to be specific move into specific things for this eclipse um remedies and ideas and things to uh, contemplate and think about and um, then i'm going to take you through the houses so where will these eclipses occur in your chart and, you know, what you might expect in terms of transformation, new, remember, eclipses are always major endings, major beginnings. And then finally, if you listen all the way through, um, what I have looked at is generations. There are, um, this, I use outer planets um, in my, in my work. I'm Helen, if you don't know me and you're new to the channel, hello, thank you, welcome. Um, I do Hellenistic astrology which is ancient astrology and, or it's also known as traditional astrology and the, um, but I blend it with modern because I've had, you know, 20 years of modern study. So I, two are very great. Um, And so I blend them. And I just want to say that at the end of this video, I'm going to talk about this, where these eclipses are falling on some outer planets for certain generations of people, so I'll tell you exactly what age group that is, and you know if that is yours. And you know, hey, wow, you know, really, uh, outer planets are around major societal um, events and things because they move so slowly. So anyway, it, it always fascinates me um, to see what that might have, you know, in store for all of us. So okay, let's let's dive in so number one the first five tips for the eclipse okay here's some general advice let's just get clear about what eclipses are so um in an eclipse well i mean i don't mean just the fact that it's uh you know what it is scientifically although we let's take a moment because some people new to astrology are just learning and they don't understand why is this so important eclipses only happen twice a year sometimes three depends but it's their bookends, right? They're they're bookended so, solar lunar um, eclipses, and so um, these are very important um, events because the sun is completely blocked, right? In a solar eclipse, the sun is completely blocked by the moon. And I want to show you
1: this as a as an example and really get the symbolism of this. Okay, so I have these. Um, I'm
0: just going to show you some of these slides that I have from a a webinar I had done, and some of these um, apply, you know, the the general ones here. This is a great quote from Buddha. Three things that cannot be long hidden, the sun, the moon, and the truth. So that is, um, although those things can be, the truth can certainly be exposed anytime, it's especially powerful when we have these eclipses because they are so rare. So let me move on and uh, show you, okay, here's here's what it looks like, lunar node, south node, north node, right? So the crossing point is where when an eclipse happens, the sun, the moon, the earth all line up at the same place. In this case, right now, we were dealing with our Taurus, north node, Scorpio, south node. So a, a south node eclipse, generally speaking, that you, in the collective, you usually see the fall of leaders. You know, either they pass on or they retire or whatever. Obviously, we saw in the shadow just before this in, in, in these Taurus Scorpio eclipses, uh, Queen Elizabeth, who was a zero degree Taurus, she passed on. Liz, Tru- Liz Truss <laughs> came and went pretty quick, right? There's the beginning and ending rather quickly in uh, in the, in, the um, in Italy, that very far right, the first woman prime minister, very ultra far right um, neo fascist. Um, Hey, it's Uranus and Taurus. What can I say? Um, the um, Georgia Maloney, I think her name is. So you're seeing a lot of world leaders, you know, um, coming and going. And um, anyway, solar eclipses typically bring that. On a personal note, their major the the sun represents our. The symbology is our soul, our life path, our mission. Right. So our mission, the sun passing in front of the moon passing in front of the sun is a very, very vivid thing, right? It's very rare that it happens. So we, we really wanna take note and take stock of our lives and do, a re- it, it it calls forth a very profound level of self-examination. So I'm gonna show you, I'd love to show this to my clients and
1: I'm gonna show this to you. Let's see, uh, hold on just a second. Okay, here's a fun picture for you.
0: You remember Lily Tomlin, the telephone operator. What is an eclipse? Cosmic wake up call, right? It's very, it happens. Now, look at this beautiful picture of the solar eclipse. This is a total solar. We're not having a total solar. They're kind of rare, but hey, an eclipse, we're just, we're not gonna get little, you know, too niggly wiggly about these details. We're just gonna get into the fact that it is an eclipse. Breakdown, breakthrough. It doesn't this remind you of it's like a to me, it's like a dilated pupil, right? In the eye, the sun. It's like there's there's something that's right in front of us, the sun, but for a few moments we can't see it. So the sun goes offline, the luminaries, right? The, the luminaries, solar lunar eclipses, they go offline. We can't see them for a few moments. So something is eclipsed, and it's almost like the universe is saying, look, you know, it's like this, look, really look here here's this here's this you know dilute, uh, diluted and <laughs> dilated pupil. we want you to like the universe saying, we want you to open your eyes and see there's something in front of you that you can't see, but it's right in front of you. And that's why eclipse season is so powerful because it can be a real it can be very uncomfortable, especially in a south node Scorpio. We are letting go of things, but I'm going to talk more about that a little bit later. but anyway, there's there's the image that. Um, you know, I want you to really um, to think about and uh, think about eclipses in that way. Um, there is um, certainly around eclipses. This is about um, you know. So number one on my on my list of of what you know of the five tips. Number one, get clear about what eclipses are. There is no going back. Major endings, major beginnings um my wonderful um one of my first astrology teachers god rest her soul renee Liotto. love you renee she was a scorpio you would appreciate this i know you're watching over me renee um but she was a brilliant brilliant writer and uh, as well as a brilliant brilliant astrologer um but she spoke about um magical and she she said that eclipses and i i borrow this from her with all props to props to renee magical incongruous, non-linear change. That's what an eclipse provides. So um, magical is sounds great, and it, typically it can be, it's just, but it's not always, right? I mean, sometimes it's it can be a little scary, but um, <laughs> magic can go both ways. <laughs> um, transformation can go both ways, um, but I, the fact that it's non-linear. So this is where something goes offline and then comes back online. So, um, and there's normally, it's a quantum shift that happens. It's not gradual, it's non-linear. Jijing paradigm shift, awakening, right? And so um, this is, um, I mean, I wanna talk about too here is uh, there's an analogy that I um, that I often use besides the Irish, you know, of the solar eclipse or the pupil. Um, what I, I think about, um, I saw a picture once on social media. It was really cute. It was a train going across a gorge, one of those trains that uh, bridges that cross like mountain gorges at the high high arches i'm sure you can picture that and and it was like this little uh what do they call it a gif you know the little moving image and it showed this train choo choo going right across the gorge and as it was speeding across the gorge the train track was falling right behind the last car so it crosses the gorge but there's no more track So that's exactly what an eclipse does. It's just, it's over, there's no going back. There's another analogy I want to share with you. And I have to say um, props to two people. One is Rachel Middleton, my wonderful, who our next episode we're having Rachel on uh, with the Scorpio archetype. Um, She is, we're gonna be talking about that because the sun, of course, being in Scorpio season now. Um, But anyway, uh, Rachel uh, told me that Susan, she gave the credits. It's Susan Miller's, but I learned about it through Rachel. So thank you to both ladies. Um, It is about an eclipse going. What it represents is, what she said, it was like if you're on a horse and the horse is entering a thicket. So there's this deep forest and you can't see where you're going, but the horse knows and there's nothing you can do. You just have to let go and be out of control. But the horse is in control, so you just try not to get too damaged, you know, by the branches, right? <laughs> and so, I, I would think, you know, being like a jockey, hanging on, right, deeply, hold, hug that horse as it, it's going through the forest, and um, you can't see and make decisions or anything like that, right? And you're and you just have to go with it, and then eventually it comes out into this wide open field, and the sun is shining, and you know, you can see clearly right, but in that time period of that eclipse, that eclipse window, it's not the time to make decisions, right, Um, there's no, the horse isn't going back into the thicket, you're you're continuing on your journey, but there are things that get revealed, and that is why it's, um, it's so important to understand that it's okay that you don't know, and you, you feel discombobulated, especially in a south node eclipse, things are falling away, south node, is um, K two in, in Vedic astrology, and it's the dragon's tail. So this is about pull, um, releasing and decrease and letting go. So um, I lo- I just thought to share those two things: the train, the horse, and the pupil. Right, <laughs> that's that's the story of eclipses right there, bringing about magical, incongruous, nonlinear change. Um, I would say um, cultivating in that, you know, cultivating stillness is is essential in any eclipse. Um, everything is changing around you. So um, be the observer, hold space, watch, observe, breathe. Try not to put any, you know, uh, as soon as you try to decide, oh, here, oh, look what happened. This is wonderful. It's like, no, no, there's more coming. Um, another analogy, it's like going down the, you know, the what is it, whitewater water, Rafting like the Colorado River, I, I never did it personally, um, but I know people have taken it, and they said like ninety percent of it is you just you're just going through like still calm water. It's just only at certain points is it those you know class five or class six rapids. Well, the eclipse is the rapids, so you have to wait until that's through before you can kind of process and and allow that. Uh, so just be that you know be alert, um, breathe. Be um, in the in the place of chaos. just keep moving, you know, move forward, but with stillness and obs- just be the observer. The other the the second thing uh, tip I want to uh, give you is don't fear eclipses. So let me show you um, here. Give me give you an example here.
1: Um, I, two from history that I I love to share. Okay, Coco goff <laughs> That
0: little gal, she came back in the news big time in the last couple of years. Back in 2019, if you remember, that's when she went on the world stage. So the day she beats Venus Williams, if you recall, in Wimbledon, right? Here's the picture, star is born. Well, of course I had to go to the Wikipedia and look up her birthday and all that. And she had an eclipse. She had two eclipses that year on her Saturn. And so, yes, what is Saturn? Hard work, discipline, um, you know, rewards effort. And so um, effort, discipline, focus, all those years that she was deprived, Saturn, you know, the deprivation because of focus and discipline. She didn't have a normal kitty, you know, teenage uh, adolescence. So she was just had to work alone, work with world-class uh, people and uh, trained and the rigorous, rigorous training you could imagine. She moved to Europe to to work with people. It was just a huge story. Anyway, it paid off. Eclipse, right? Life is never the same again. She's on the world stage, and there's no going back to the unknown teenager. So here she is. Yay, Coco Gauff, 15, seizes her moment, upsetting Venus Williams at Wimbledon. So yeah, that's one example. Um, here's another, Tiger Woods. Okay, now, uh, first bad news, then good news. So here we have... Um, Tiger Woods solar eclipse in his fifth house. Well, fifth house rules sports. It also rules, um, you know, sex and, you know, Rome, uh, extramarital affairs. We all know the story. Um, it's funny because it's not funny, but, you know, the eclipse actually happened right near his Mercury. Well, Mercury, guess what Mercury rules? Windows and fifth house sports. What did Elon do? She grabbed that Callaway golf club and she smashed that window. <laughs> It's like every little detail is reflected. This is what I love about astrology. It's everywhere, right? It's in everything. So that was his, and what what was eclipsed was uh, because um, what was Mercury, Mercury rules his 10th house of, of career and public reputation. Well, obviously his reputation was eclipsed, right? 18 girlfriends, will do that to you when you're married and uh, and a big star big big rock star right so um anyway but the good news is he did the work that was required of him mercury is also about the trickster and you know hiding out and and uh you know play and tricks in the in the fifth house of of you know sex and romance yes and he dealt with his you know he said he had like a sex addiction and you know all that stuff he did the work of the eclipse he worked hard he also you know he he had all those injuries and things and he came out on top so guess what 2019, the, they consider this one of the greatest if not the greatest comebacks in any sport in history when he won the masters after having all that uh, major back surgery, most people in the golf world they didn't think he'd ever um, be, you know uh, play golf again and or at least you know compete and certainly at that level, but he did. And in 2019 he got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So you see how if you do the work of an eclipse but what is asked of you it can bring um you know great rewards another um another great one example 1994 steven spielberg had two solar eclipses in his 11th house won two oscars 11th house rules one's peers one's peers and uh colleagues well at that time up until that time before he won for schindler's list he was known as a commercial director um, you know, Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark and, you know, even the Goonies that he, I think he produced the Goonies. But anyway, you know, those those all-American pop culture kind of films. In Hollywood, they did not consider him, they, you know, snobby, snobby, right? Um, They're like, oh, well, he's, he's great, but he's a commercial director. Well, then Eclipse, time to, everything got changed. He became an auteur, what was considered, he's now an auteur from that moment. Um, so he did Schindler's List, so very serious films, very profound, and um, won two Oscars, and then of course his his life, you know, e- eclipsed, right, a whole new uh, chapter for him. So um, I just wanted to uh, bring those out as examples, because a lot of people, and traditionally people think, you know, in the old days, people saw the sun black out and they think, oh my God, it's the end of the world. And sometimes it can be very scary to us if we don't know, you know, what that is. But these are examples to show you how they can really um, change your life uh, very profoundly. And that even though like in Tiger Woods' example, it changed his life where he lost his wife, you know, and his broke up his family. It was very, very tragic. However, he renewed
1: and he did the work and, excuse me, came out on top again. Okay, next. Here's another tip. Tip number three,
0: before the eclipse, be proactive. Now, if you haven't done any work on yourself before this eclipse, don't worry. I'm gonna get to that in a moment. But ideally you wanna look ahead. So look ahead at the house and planets and the angles in your chart that it touches. If you don't know, if you, if you don't have a chart, if you, you can get one for free, at astro.com. You got your birth time, you can plug it in. Um, you wanna look at the house, the planets, and the angles that it touches. Uh, um, houses, and I'm gonna go over this later at the end of the video, where which, of which signs, um, zodiac signs is where this particular eclipse is going to be angular, which means it really speaks very loudly more than others. It's always important, but then it's especially highlighted when you have the eclipse in an angular house, but I'll I'll get into that in a a bit. This is where you wanna clean up in those areas before the eclipse. And I love the fact that, you know, here's this, you know, fifties housewife, Venus, you know, this ideal gorgeous thing. Well, we have Venus conjunct. Um, Well, that's more, but this, uh, i got to wait till later. Gateway later, let me finish my five points here. I'm up to number three. Uh, but I got to tell you about Venus, you know, with uh, her, um, well, I'll just tell you now since I started, right? I'm nonlinear, right? I get to be, <laughs> look at this picture, this, this Venusian beauty, you know, this ideal beauty, but the shallowness of that is the shadow. So Venus and Scorpio, it's like, where are we being so shallow around our need to look good and uh, our relationships, you know, are we intimate or are we not? Where are we withholding, are we toxic? um cleaning up, right? That the Scorpio is about purging. So here's cleaning up, but I would say more than just a, I'd use a vacuum cleaner and a colonic bucket, but um anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but there's yeah, the, the whole idea about being proactive and looking and seeing. Okay, what is the area of my life which needs to be reprogrammed and if you can make effort before it. So the next eclipses are going to be in Uh, April, it will be in the end of April of next year, and then um, in um, October. And so they will be um, um, so yeah, sorry, April, May, and then later in the fall, we will have uh, the the eclipses will change signs, but that's for another for for another day. The the nodes will change signs. Um, Anyway, but so if you know where it's coming ahead of time, then you can be proactive and look, look and see. So do the work Um, it's it's so it's absolutely worth it Um, because the more ahead of it you are then you can meet it and you are being you're not getting knocked around by it it's like you're on the horse in the thicket and instead of being thrown and getting your face scratched or maybe you know your eye (laughs) poked or something being proactive is like okay i'm gonna hug that horse i'm gonna i'm gonna lean in lean into it rather than just you know resist it So my dear friend, um, Renee, in spirit, she also had another great thing, besides saying magical in Congress, nonlinear change, she also said, when you do the work of an eclipse, um, and and you will get rewarded um, like you saw with Tiger, okay? Maybe you won't win the masters, but you'll win the masters in your own life where you have the opportunity to. Let me show you, I love this one make positive efforts in the areas of life ruled by those houses, Renee said. Then watch the upcoming solar eclipses pop those balloons and make the good consequences rain down upon your life like a good karma pinata. I love that. Isn't that great? She actually won an uh, an Emmy. She was on a team of writers that won an Emmy. Um, It was pretty, pretty cool. So yeah, brilliant writer. And I share her writing with all of you um, because I know it benefited my life and and I desire to you know, share that transformation. Uh, okay. Okay, tip number four. Avoid making any kind of major decisions in this time period. Signing contracts, starting a business. Um, get out of the thicket first because you can't see right now. And it's okay that you can't see. Don't beat yourself up. This is a time of rest and reflection. Um, not a good plan to get married. I mean, okay, well, who could be... We- who could we ask about this? Uh,
1: well, okay, uh, let's see. Yeah, um, where is she? Can I see where? Are, where am I here? Where's my Where's my screen? Hold on a second. All right, guys. Okay.
0: This is what happens when you get married in an eclipse. Oh my goodness. By the way, I looked at um, yeah, I looked at that chart of the day and the hour that that they got married, and it was definitely not serving her beyond the beyond. But anyway, the, the fact that she they got married on a balsamic moon. It was like the day before the the eclipse she was married in between eclipses, right? So it was like, two days before the uh, solar eclipse, so there was a, um, it was a balsamic moon, so there's, there's like having one percent, it's like getting married and you have one percent left on your cell phone, like there's no battery power to that, there's there's, there's no juice, there's no oomph um, at the end of that moon cycle, but anyway, so yeah, that's case in point, um, not a good plan, or if you do get married in, in an eclipse, I'm not saying like do and don't like you could never do it it's just that the quality of it would obviously be about the, the very nature of your your um the very nature of your marriage would be about uh, blind spots and overcoming you know o- encountering and overcoming blind spots um I don't know if you want to get married as you're riding through a thicket you know your choice but just saying <laughs> anyway all right going on to the next one uh number five um. Some people who do ritual and ceremony and things they, they sometimes I hear people go, "I'm going to do magic and I'm going to make this and I'm going to do this." And I'm like, you know, the the conventional wisdom of that is no, don't. Um, you know, even with normally, if you in any um, new moon lunation, people make lists and like, this is what I want to achieve, and I'm going to put this message out to the universe, and here are my goals. And making an effort and i'm gonna i'm planning all this stuff and um no this is these this is the twice in a year where you don't do anything um what there was a great saying i saw once on a t-shirt it said meditation don't just do something sit there and you could apply that to a solar eclipse or any either solar or lunar eclipse just sit be don't make an effort the luminaries are offline follow their lead go offline just 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 like a and, and this especially with this solar <laughs> south node and scorpio really like really let go right so this brings us into the next uh, part of this chat is uh specific for this eclipse mars is the ruler and he is now as of today out of bounds until cinco de mayo so he is making um he is moving into directions that he normally doesn't go in And this is in Gemini. So our thoughts and our stories around our goals and our ambition is really loud. He's the ruler of the eclipse because it's in Scorpio. So, and he is about to go retrograde in the middle of the eclipse window. He's going retrograde in the sign and Mercury sign of Gemini. So you talk about changing your mind and your goals and changing again, um, going back and revising things in, in writing and such contracts writing negotiations maybe um secret ag- agreements or secret uh, secret connections that come to light and events and things um but it, it it is very potent and i would say um you know be very fluid stay out of your logical logistic mind um, with uh, normally in a in a in a in a new moon or certainly um you know, because it's in Scorpio, normally a new moon is like, hey, you know, new beginning, right? But in with with Scorpio, South Node Scorpio, it, what you really have to do first is before you can move forward, you have to look at what you're willing to let go of. You have to be willing to look at what are your deepest fears, and if you're not willing to look, well, the universe will show Just be really quiet and alert and watch, and don't judge. Just watch and observe. And, and these weeks are really, truly magical. You, um, we can get a lot of really deep, deep, profound psychological insights. It could be painful. They may be, when you think about Scorpio, emotional, deep, cathartic, volcanic, explosive, emotional confronts. But through that catharsis is this liberation, is this rebirth. But we must confront this um, subconscious fears and and, and layers of, things that are maybe deep and very painful about sexuality, about intimacy, you know, Venus Venus conjunct there. It's like, remember the, the woman's face, the older 50s housewife I just showed you with the cutie, you know, it's like, wow, where have we, you know, Venus on the on the surface is all about glamour and it can be very shallow. So where are we afraid to let go and be authentic and not be like surface, surface shallow? Um changing our
1: mind, purifying our mind. I wanna show you a a really cool picture too of uh, another one. Here's a picture of a
0: Yogi I've spoken about before. This is Yogi Gurunath Siddhanath. And um, he is doing, uh, in India, he he has an ashram in Pune or outside Pune um, in India, and he's doing Ayurvedic purification. This object that he's pouring water on is called a shivaling. And it is made of 100% pure mercury, a mercury shiveling. Um, this is definitely in the category, file this under, do not do this at home. Uh, mercury, obviously, as we know from our high school biology class, is toxic. So to touch it, right? Mercury poisoning, it can kill people. Well, obviously, a guru with his Siddha powers can, uh, what he does is transmute this. So he, has, he took this mercury and with his bare hands worked it with months and months of prayer and um and created this shivaling which is actually purifying the mind and he did this to purify the world mind totally on my bucket list one day i will go to india and i would like to be in the presence of this this was made for the planet to help reduce chatty mind so there is an Ayurvedic purification element to Mercury. Mercury is the chatty, logical mind, you know, that wants to count and, uh, you know, at least the, the Gemma Gemini version of Mercury is that day. It's you know very alert and very left brain. Well, this is a, this is a purification uh, process that he did, and a shivaling is this. It's a lingam, a lingam of Mercury, right? So this is an enormously powerful transformative force. So. We could use this these concepts to align with um, with our you know in our in our meditations for this eclipse um, to really uh, look at and see you know uh, putting that mind to rest. I could we could we could say that we could call upon and maybe connect in our dreams and meditations with the Mercury shiveling and ask you know what needs to you know what show me you know reveal unto me what needs to be pur- purified okay next uh let's see what we got okay the ideas around i would say too this this particular eclipse has mars squaring neptune so the ruler of the eclipse is in a square with neptune right now so what does that look like neptune and pisces i would say there's a big um we we want we're as we're looking at our chatty mind we're also considering um you know that that the square with Mercury, I am sorry, the square with uh, with Neptune can really speak to a lot about breakdowns and breakthroughs with changing our mind around our our um, our attitudes towards um, getting help like mental health help, um, addictions, any kind of addiction, uh, you know, and it could be addiction to the internet. I mean, look, let's face it, you know, here I am talking to you on on technology, but, um, and I'm as guilty as anybody else. I have to constantly monitor myself because I could spend my whole day, you know, scrolling on um, everybody's, um, you know, whatever social media. And I have greatly reduced it more than the, more than most people. I, but still, it's just this constant thing. So this is a time to really, really look at that. Um, I would say too, perhaps, what toxic ideas around money and support need to be released so we can move forward. So, you know, the money is other people's money, uh, Scorpio, and Venus is our own personal resources and our own personal self worth, whether we're, especially for women, but really in general, what are our talents and our skills that are, Scorpio, hidden, that we don't see, that we don't give ourselves credit for? What are the resources that are available to us that are invisible that can be called forth? Uh, what do we need to do to let go to let those resources help us? What way of being? Here's another question: uh, What relationships too intimate relationships, sex and intimacy? You know, um, the what relationships are toxic that need to be released at this time that that are no longer working? Um, when you think about Venus, it also speaks to to our living space. So cosmic house cleaning. Right. Do some cosmic deep house cleaning. Uh, what am I afraid to let go of in my living space? You know, am I a hoarder? Do I hoard or, you know, what what is hoarding? Typically, it's 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 an unresolved um, trauma that we are carrying in our in our naughties and the in the light of the, the meridians of in our body. Where is this occurring for us? Is it occurring? And, and maybe it's occurring, but we can't see it. But the eclipse is going to show us. Um, it's interesting because I got a, a, um, an email the other day from a wonderful friend who listens to this channel and uh, she was asking about that very subject. So I'm gonna put, uh, there was an episode I did because she asked me, it was an episode I did uh, with um, my dear friend, Katerina, uh, who is uh, a, a, an incredibly talented uh, woman and she has, um, she is very psychic And she's also does a lot of like messages from spirit, but she also loves, like totally loves uh, personal organizing, whether it's homes, mostly homes, but offices, getting everything, getting clutter out of people's lives and the transformational effect that has on people. But she has also done what I call cosmic house cleaning. She's kind of like Marie Kondo meets the Long Island psychic, (laughs) if you could imagine. So she does this really great work um, and I'll put the link to this uh, her website where she has some testimonials. You can read some real life stories. Uh, when you think about um, where we're holding onto things, she was just telling me she's been uh, working on a storage unit of hers um, that had her mother's things and she's been uh, clearing that out. And she said, oh my goodness, when she hadn't been to it in many years and her mother had passed away, she went to it and opened the door and there there's all these interdimensional entities and things that were, the, the place needed to be cleared from the things and the space before she could let it go so it's interesting because yes cleaning up our place we think of it on the 3d level but it really is um, a whole lot more so i think this eclipse really speaks to that to to go deeply into these levels of toxicity so it it's not just a physical environment toxicity but could also be this interdimensional right entity toxicity um so yeah so anyway that's you know and so we might want to ask ourselves you know what am i afraid to let go of in a living space it may not be us you know it may be some other interference and we can do prayers and mantras to uplift and clear and purify ourselves and go on the internet there's thousands of beautiful prayers whether it's in the vedic tradition or you know the kabbalah or christian or whatever floats your boat you can find prayers that will support this process um, for me, I've been chanting for um, I love chanting and mantra. So uh, Kali Durga, Kali Durga and Kali Ma, she's the feminine Mars, right? So it's very appropriate for this this eclipse cycle. Um, you know, just to show me and slay the ego, right? Its help me slay my ego so that I can see clearly um holotropic breath work would be another great with mars the ruler in the air sign of gemini holotropic breath work would be very profound especially great to do kundalini yoga you know you can look these up online um reprogramming ourselves and our light bodies i would say too on a more mundane level um colonics okay let's just get right down to earth (laughs) (laughs) take it from the crown chakra to the root, Scorpio rules, the reproductive organs and, you know, the, the tushy. (laughs) So cleaning your colon, that would be talk about getting rid of old things that you don't, (laughs) that hamburger that you had in 2014, it's still like some energy of it is still sitting in your colon. It's amazing. If you've never done a colonic therapy or enema or whatever, um, you know, uh, or any kind of colonic cleanse with herbs and supplements, it's unbelievable the difference that you feel and the shift in consciousness. So those are my uh, ideas for you. So I'm going to finish out by with this chat with um, where these are going to be occurring, where these eclipses are according to your sign. I would recommend reading this for your rising sign. If you know your rising sign, um, you can also read it for your sun sign, but the rising is more specific because it's to the time you were born. So anyway, um, so for the solar eclipse, uh, um, the, it will be happening, um, if you have Libra rising, this solar eclipse is happening in your second house of um, money, personal possessions, uh, talents, skills, those things, and the lunar eclipse will be in your eighth house, other people's money. So they're in the money houses. So karmic bonds, who do we owe a debt to? Who owes a debt to us? These are things that are gonna be coming up. The eighth house is uh, truly, it's a place of death and rebirth. So letting go of old programming and fears and such around that will assess, assist us very greatly with the lunar eclipse. Um, the Scorpio, for for you Scorpio risings, this is in your first house, which is your image, your physical body, your health, and um, your seventh house, which is the relationships and the people uh, that you collaborate with or you're married to or have a partnership with these this is one of the houses that are angular so um as you can see um yeah angular houses speak with a megaphone as as adam elenbach always told us in nightlight uh yeah so this is uh, one of these highlighter pen <laughs> places the uh, first and seventh houses uh sad rising 12th house this lunar eclipse will a uh, solar eclipse will be in your 12th house which is the house of Well, like we call it the house of self-undoing. It's where you feel kind of shipwrecked and it's often associated with a sacrifice or a loss, Um, but it is a very mystical place too. So it's not like not all bad. There are, by pulling back from the world, we can achieve, um, we can move into a a higher state of transcendental awareness. And so it's calling us to that for you, Sag Risings. And the lunar eclipse will be in your sixth house, which is around one's daily uh, routine and efforts, the workplace. Uh, Capricorn rising, your um, or caps or Capricorn rising. It'll be in your eleventh house of friends, allies, and people who you are. Um, your uh, hopes, wishes, and dreams, groups and group organizations. Um, maybe a reprogramming or a, or a falling away of of who you thought was your tribe. Um, fifth house is uh it, the lunar eclipse will be in your fifth which is about joy and pleasure children fertility creative projects um aquarius rising you will have it in your 10th house of career and public reputation authorities and such fourth house rules of uh, the lunar again this is an angular eclipse especially in the highlighter pen on this one um, fourth house is angular so that would be um, in the fourth house rules the home and the family your home turf your property uh, Pisces rising ninth it's in, in your ninth house um, of which is occult wisdom and foreign travel and uh, long distance travel and higher wisdom spirituality yoga right some breakthroughs uh, breakdowns breakthroughs maybe there's some secrets you found you know some guru that you were involved with had a sex scandal I don't know things can be reveal uh, very profoundly to assist you in your own transformation. The lunar eclipse will be in your third house, which is about siblings, neighbors, um, more um, elementary levels of education, uh, as well as connections with relatives and siblings. That'll be where the lunar occurs. The eighth house is in uh, Aries rising. The eighth house is where the action takes place for you guys with the solar eclipse. And again, that's money houses. Lunar will be in your second. And again, um, resources supporting, being supported. Where am I not supported? Where am I supported? And I don't realize I'm being supported. Will be coming up. Uh, Taurus seventh house. Um, it's going to be Taurus rising. This is in your seventh house of so partnership and people like marriage partners, people you collaborate with. Um, and it'll, the lunar will be uh, changes will be occurring in your first house, which is your self-image and physical health and body. An- another angular house, right? Really important change period. Um, Gemini, this uh, solar eclipse will be in your sixth house of work, daily activity, um, employees, um, work, your day job, uh, your area of, of routine and service. Uh, the, it'll the lunar will be in your twelfth house of, um, you know, that that house of uh, the joy of Saturn, right, a, a discipline, a hard work, um, sacrifice, effort, sometimes loss, uh, but, you know, profoundly uh, changing, where again, breakdowns lead to breakthroughs, breakthroughs in transcendental consciousness, I would, I would say, <laughs> um, fifth house for cancer rising, so that's your children, Creative projects, the joy of Venus, right? The joy that we get in adventure and creation and uh, play and amusement. Eleventh uh, house is the uh, lunar eclipse, and that'll be where you know friends, allies, groups, tribe. Leo, your sixth house is where the Leo risings. It's going to be in your sixth house of uh, work and daily effort. And tenth house, it's again the other all the fixed signs. This is angular for you guys, so. Um, Tenth house, which is your career and your public standing and your reputation, Virgo. Uh, Virgo risings will be in the fourth house of the home. And um, let's see. Let me make sure I have this. One, two, two, one,
1: 12, nine, nine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? I made a whoop. Hold on a second. Mars out of bounds in Gemini, ah, it's almost, I don't even want to say
0: it's like, almost like an extended Mercury integrate, but it's really not because Mars is about the physical world and moving Mercury's Mercury is all the data, but you know, we're going to feel it. Anyway, I just want to say Leo rising. Um, this is in your fourth house of the home. Uh, I don't know whatever I said just before, but Leo, yeah, you're Leo rising. This is in your fourth house of home and family. And 10th house, it's angular, right? Angular houses, but Virgo is the, um, my typo, Virgo is it's gonna happen, Virgo rising's third house. So, and ninth house is the lunar eclipse. So the information access, learning, going back to school, learning something. Um, it could be foreign, it could be foreign travel, it could be languages, it could be learning. Um, all, all of these things, promotion, the internet, you think about um, communications and um, writing and, and such. So yeah, there's, um, that's that. And then the last thing I want to say before I close out is this, um, I noticed the generation. So these are the, where people in certain age groups, When if you're 68 around, and this is very rough, you know, it depends on the month you were born. So you, I can't get really specific here, but generally speaking, People who are like 68 to 69 years old, you're going to have an eclipse. This eclipse, the solar eclipse is gonna be falling on or very near your Saturn. So that would be definitely um, something to um, take take stock of. Um, The 63 to 67 years old, it's gonna be on your Neptune, which is governing your your dreams, hopes, wishes, dreams, illusions, delusions, Saturn for the 68 to 69 year olds-ish. Saturn's about responsibility, integrity, accountability, and uh, discipline. Neptune is the, again, you know, mysticism, transcendence, um, purity, ideal love, compassion, all of those Neptunian qualities, solar eclipse on that Neptune, that age group. 47 to 48, it'll be on or near your Uranus. Um, again, you know, Uranus is the planet of rebellion and thinking outside and outside the box or feeling like maybe there's a breakthrough that might occur where you're not feeling like an outsider anymore um this might be the healing that needs to occur um third of course you can you could i could talk for hours on just one planet of all the various iterations so it's impossible to give a cookbook explanation but you're getting a little bit of a touchstone here um 39 to 40, this eclipse that you guys that are around 39, 40 years old, this is happening on or near your Saturn. And in that era, that time period, Pluto was very close. So Saturn, Pluto together, woof, you know, with the eclipse there, that can be really, really super potent and um, awesome for you guys. And then I will just say with the last group to address is children, uh, nine to 10 year olds, this is on your Saturn. You're around that age group, so it's falling on your Saturn. And I would, what came up for me there was LGBTQ support, because a lot of, of course, we're seeing this backlash happening the last several months. And I think at that time, when when kids, they're not quite at that, they at the prepubescent um, stage, but they may be looking around and questioning and and feeling things. Because I know I, when I've talked to people who are LGBTQ. Q, um, and transgender, many of them said, you know, they knew as a little kid, even way before puberty. So I think it would be good for us to all come out in support of these children. They, many of them are questioning, even if they don't, they may have friends who do. So to just really be there for them and, uh, and, and knowing that um, there is support here. 988 is the new 911, you know, for mental health counseling. It's premiered over the summer. So if you know of anybody, reach out, ask them how they're doing. It's always good practice in Eclipse, especially this one, 988. Uh, Lean on it. You know, there is no shame here. I think, too, with that Neptune squaring Mars, it's like, look, you know, we can forgive ourselves and we don't have to be so hard on ourselves around any kind of shame or guilt around our stories around mental health. So 988, you know, that's it. So speaking of that's it, that's all I have for you. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this or gotten value out of it. Um, please let me know what, how you're doing. You're, we love hearing from you, your comments on any of this material, any questions, I'm glad to answer them. Um, glad to help you, uh, the exact, you know, helping you in your chart too, where these eclipses are occurring and what kind of transformation awaits. These are. This is very general information that I've given you it gets way more specific for those of you who have studied astrology and know how um, it, can, it gets very specific. But at least we have these as guidelines, and I hope that this is uh, helpful to you. So anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Take care for now. This is Irliana Samsara,
1: Starsound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Namaste.